Hi, welcome back. You are now listening to my podcast, Broken, Strength Under Control. I'm your host, Robin, and I just want to say welcome back. You know, it has been a crazy last couple days, but you know, I am still celebrating, or shall I say spotlighting, um, women who are making history. Um, It's Women's History Month, and so I really just want to spotlight women. um, And no, these women are not being talked about in your history books that are teaching, you know, the teachers are teaching in our schools, but the most important book is God's book. And so because of that, when I tell you women, there are so many attributes, so many qualities, so many traits um, that we possess that God has given us and he gave them to us for a reason. And I think that Women's History Month is an awesome time to just acknowledge women um, no matter what. And we as women should be doing the same for each other. And that is acknowledging one another, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're good, whether you're bad, we should just still be acknowledging one another. And so tonight is going to be a very unique show as all of them are. I have a special guest And when I tell y'all, she has so much energy. She is just so full of life. And I just love her spirit. I love, she's always smiling when you see her. And, you know, tonight we're going to be talking about women empowering women. And what better time than Women's History Month to be talking about women empowering other women. So I'm going to bring my guest on and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Hi. Hi, Robin. It's Tequila. Listen, first off, thank you so much just for your just kind, kind words. Um, And thank you for just giving me the opportunity just to sit and have a conversation about something that, you know, is so near and dear to my heart. Um, and you are always empowering women. You're always empowering people. And so I'm so grateful um, just to be here. But for those who don't know me, my name is Tequila. I work in sales during the day, but my life, um, my calling, my gift is people, is loving people. It's empowering women. I have an incredible little, uh, almost eight years old. Uh, She'll be eight on Sunday. Her name is Emma Grace. Uh, She is the light of my life. And uh, she is really just the driving force behind everything um, that I do. I am a woman of God. I am engaged to be married really soon. So that's really exciting. Um, But I have incredible women um, in my life, my mother, my sister. I'm just surrounded by so many incredible women. Um, And I'm just grateful that uh, God has just given me the platform to empower and to encourage others. So thank you so, so much uh, for allowing me to be here. I'm super, super excited. Well, you know what? I'm so glad to have you. Um, just as I said in my introduction of who you are, every time y'all, every time you see her, she's always smiling. She just got so much energy. She's so positive. She's so full of life. And even on her social media pages, she just full of life. And I'm just like, man, okay. I don't know where she get all this energy from, but (laughs) Lord Jesus help us because you know, I need that. 
So, you know, we're going to jump right on into this. But, you know, it was interesting. So this morning, as I was thinking about what would I do to start our conversation? Because, you know, we've had several conversations um, here recent about different things where it related to how women relate to other women. And so there, here's this quote that I found. She remembered who she was and the game changed by Layla Delilah. Oh, but then I thought to flip it. She remembered whose she was Amen. and her life changed. Amen. Amen. And so women putting other women down. Why do you think that is? You know, I think that we, unfortunately, we live um, in a culture where we are forced as women to compete against each other rather than lifting each other up, rather than creating a space for one another. I think, um, in, you know, rather it's business, whatever it is, even in the church, you see where, you know, these um communities of people are brought together, but it's not brought together for us to embrace and to empower. We are put in a position where we're constantly having to compete against one another. And I think it's inherent. I think even as African-American women, um, it's not even that you're competing against women in general. Sometimes as African-American women, we feel like, okay, well, I have to compete against another black woman. And, you know, I think going back to your quote and understanding whose you are we're all like children of God. And when you understand whose you are, then you understand that God has given you a purpose. He's giving you a calling that only you can fulfill. So any of us competing with another, we are blocking our blessing. We are in the way of what God is calling us to do, what he's trying to do in our lives. And I think it's man, it's the enemy that wants to put us in a place where we are competing against one another because then we're not focusing on whose we are and we're not focusing on what God is calling us to do. And I really think it's a trick of the enemy. I think the enemy uses man to create this narrative that we need to be against one another rather than being for each other. You know, and it's so funny that you said that because I, I've never understood why you can enter into a room and immediately women start looking at you, <laughs> mean mugging you, doing all kinds. It ain't, I mean, come on now. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's been plenty of times. So when I was out hanging out in the clubs, if I walk into a store, if I see a woman that have on a cute shoe. Oh, your shoes are really cute. Where'd you get those from? That's right. You know what? That outfit looks nice on you. You know, who did your eyelashes? You know, because I've never been one of those kind of women that have been intimidated, first of all, by another woman. Amen. That's the first thing. That's right. And so, you know, again, at the end of the day, it used to be a time where I would kind of feel some kind of way because... You know, God made me a certain way and I can't help that. And so That's right. I learned how to to not keep it closed in, but to go ahead and and use it and not use it in a way that is demeaning or to get what I wanted. But if you have a problem with the way that I look. That's something wrong with you. That's not That's something right. wrong with me. And I don't have to take on your issues. 
That's right. That's right. Because if you don't like you, then work on you. Get you where you want to be at so that you don't have a you don't have any issues when another woman enters the room. And I don't care what it is that she has on. I don't care what it is that she does or what she's saying. But we as women have got to learn how to build and encourage one another instead of tearing each other down, whether you're black, whether you're white, whether you're Mexican, Asian, whatever the case might be. Absolutely. We have got to learn how to love on one another. Yeah. You know, it actually makes me think about uh, Pastor Madhu. Uh, you know, his sermon this weekend was talking about pride. And I think that when you are confident in who God has created you to be, you know, you don't need to feel, you know, people want to say, oh, you're conceited or, oh, this person thinks the world of themselves. It's like, no, like I am, I am blessed, number one. And number two, I want to steward what God has given me well. And if we all look at our lives, like that when you walk in the room, one of the things that my mother always told us, and I am 40 years old, and I still live by this. I, you know, teach it to my daughter. And it's the same thing with God, that when you step into a room, you are not only a representation of you, you are a representation of your family and you are a representation of the most high God. So me walking in a room with my head down, you know, in a negative posture and, you know, feeling like the weight of the world on me, that is not, in my opinion, a good representation of what's been poured into me. So Mm. when I walk into a room, I want people to say, hey, what is it about that girl? There is something (laughs) that's different. And maybe you think it's my shoes. Maybe you think it's my clothes or my hair, my makeup, whatever it is. But the thing about it is it's God. And I am like, I just take so much pride in what God has given me, what God has blessed me with. And honestly, that's where my energy comes from because I am elated. I am excited to be able to walk into a room to say, hey, I am here not representing tequila. I am here representing God. So if the woman that's walking into the room, if we change our thought and Mm -hmm. we don't say, oh my gosh, girl, I can't believe she got those shoes on. Like, who does she think she is? And the thing is, is like, oh, she thinks she is a child of God. Amen. Yes, she is. And if we as women start looking at one another in that way, then we create this excitement and this joy and this presence around being around one another because we understand that, you know, women are walking to a room and it's like, I am a representation of God. And even the ones who are not, as a Christian, you are called to give grace to that person. And as a disciple, you show them, hey, this is what it looks like to walk into a room when you are a (laughs) disciple of Christ, when you love God. That is what we're called to do. Listen, you better go ahead on and preach. I'm gonna pass them. I'm gonna I'm cash app you after this because this is, yeah, you go ahead on and preach that because at the end of the day, you are absolutely correct because that might be your assignment. So while you're That's looking right. down upon her and talking about what she looks like or what she has on or who does she think she is, that could be your next assignment. Amen. And you don't, you just never know. You never know. You never know why God allows you to enter into a place or a room, whether it's on the job, whether it is at church, whatever it is, wherever he's positioned you at or he has sent you to, there is a purpose and a plan and a reason. 
behind it, whether you know right. what it is at that moment or not. But the point of it is, is that we have got to come out of that whole mindset that, like you said, we are not in competition with one another. We are not. If are anything, not. you should be, okay, you know what? You doing A, B, C, D, and E. And I should come along and I should support whatever whatever it is that you're doing. Why? Because it's important for you to understand and know that, hey, you know what? You may not know me real well, but you know what? I like what you about right here. That's and right. I'm going to support that. And even if it's something that you really don't like, so to speak, or whatever, you can still be a part. That's you right. can still show love to her. You can still encourage her. You know, that might not be the thing, your thing. Okay, so what? But still support, still still love on her. Still show her that you're going to be there for her regardless to whatever the, whether it's your niche or not. That's like right. Like you said, the race that he's giving you, that's you. That's you. It's And that's the thing. It's like, if you ask yourself, and this is something that I do because I am in my car, I'm going into different uh, offices and things during the day. And when I enter a room, I always ask myself, God, why is it that you have me in the room? Mm. Not like what, what is my purpose that I've given myself for being here? Because a lot of times, even like, you know, with your job, you're like, okay, I am here at this place to do this in terms of business. But if you switch your thinking and say, why does God have me here? And that's what I do. When I go into a space, whether it's church, it could be the grocery store, it could be Target. God, why do you have me here at this moment and in this time? Mm -hmm. And I look, it's, it's almost like a game that I play with myself, but mm -hmm. I am literally looking for God, like, who am I here to bless? Who am I here to be a blessing to? And oftentimes as women, when we're looking down on each other, God may have called you to the very person that you're looking down to. And on top of that, you don't know if that person knows Christ. You don't know if that person is having the worst day of their life. They could have just lost a child. They could have lost a job. They could have had the worst day of their life. But guess what? They still chose, I'm going to get up. I'm going to put my makeup on. I'm going to put on my finest clothes. It might even be my only outfit. But I'm going to show up and I'm going to represent Christ. I am going to put a smile on my face and I'm going to walk in whatever blessing God has in front of me and all the blessings that God has behind me. And that's the thing about it is that when we we miss the opportunity to empower women, we miss our blessing. We miss the blessing that maybe God has in front of us. And I'll tell you this story really quickly. I went into an office, it's making me think of this. And I was in there for two seconds and there was a lady who was there and she was reading the Bible and the office actually had a Bible that was sitting um, on the table next to her. Mm -hmm. And I walked out of the office and God in my spirit said tequila turn around. So I went back in, I opened the door. And so I said to the lady, I said, oh, I was like, what are you reading um, in the Bible? She goes, oh, she goes, honey, she said, actually, she said, I just opened up. Um, I just opened up the Bible and I started reading. And the scripture that she was reading was actually from a sermon that Pastor Stephen had uh, read the weekend before. Mm. So I started talking about Pastor Stephen. I started talking about Elevation Church. This lady was in her late 70s. And I started talking about getting baptized at the church. This lady looked at me. I'm not kidding you. And she said, I almost died a couple of months ago. 
and I had not given my life to Christ. Mm. And she said, and I knew in that moment that I may live a life apart from Jesus Christ at the moment that I knew I was about to die. And I, listen, in my soul, oh my, I mean, it was, it was a blessing because it was like, oh my goodness, this lady, you know, I'm having this conversation. But in that moment, I looked at her and I said, you can make the decision right now. Like, you don't have to wait till Sunday. You don't have to wait for there to be, like, you can make the decision to give your life to Christ right now. You can go and be baptized, like, today. And that's what we are called to do. I could have walked out of that room and not have listened to what God was calling in my spirit. But Mm -hmm. this lady that I didn't know shared all of this, you know, with me. And she was in her late seventies. And that's the thing. It's like, it's never too late. It's never too late to empower. It's never too late to encourage. It's never too late to stop and smile and say, hello, how are you doing? Girl, I like your shoes. Girl, I love that lipstick that you have on. What color is it? Because it looks fabulous on you. And as women, that is what God has called us to do. We have the strength, we have nurturing and this caring about ourselves for a reason. It is not to compete against one another, but it's to build each other up and to love on each other and to bring each other closer to Christ. Hey, man, girl, I'm, I tell you what, I'm going to cash out you, <laughs> you up here preaching. So, you know, and it brings me to this. Why do you think we do not support other women? I, I think it's a, a condition of the way that we have been brought up. I don't think that most women don't have this um, this thought that you're just going to go out seeking and not being supportive. I think that in corporate America, especially, we have been put in these positions where, number one, we feel like, oh my gosh, if there's 10 positions, they might give a, give a woman one or two of those spots. So now it's not that I'm competing against you know, men or everyone else. Now I'm competing against the women. Now, Mm -hmm. when you're a black woman, it's not that I'm just competing against men, not that I'm just competing against women. Now I'm competing against black women. And I cheered professionally for the Panthers years ago. And during the tryout, it's that very thing that you're talking about, Robin. It's that competition. It's not that, oh my gosh, girl, you're amazing. Like your, you know, dance is amazing. I love your spirit. It's not that. It's a, a, you know, a hundred, couple of hundred women that are now sitting in the room and you're like, oh my gosh, like she's, she's African-American. So the redhead, the, the blonde, the brunette who is Caucasian or Asian or of another race, they're not my competition. I'm only now competing against black women. And I think that, you know, these different areas that we get in where, you know, we're trying to find our place, we feel called to this place. Now we're competing against one another and we're doing the opposite of what God called us to do in the space anyways. So regardless of what the position is, regardless of what the space is, we're still there to be a representation of Christ. And I actually met one of my very best friends while I was cheering. But again, as women, you know, listen, I mean, even as a mother, gosh, you would think as a mom, like, hey, you know, you want to be there to support each other. 
And now it's like we have this culture of like mommy shaming. And if you don't do things this way, if you don't breastfeed, if you don't give your child X amount of water a day and all of these things that we have now brought even into being a mother where we need to now compete, I think, you know, we have allowed, in my opinion, culture to drive the narrative of women. And honestly, it sells, right? If you think Mm -hmm. about the television shows that we watch, let's be clear, most of the shows that we watch it's women competing against each other. They're going at each other. And then you might have the one episode where they're like, oh yeah, girl, I love you. This was so much fun. But what sells is women attacking, women being competitive um, against one another. And so I think, again, we are cultural about money and status and growth and fame and all of these things. And so people feel now that's what they have to do to, to grow, to be successful, to be seen. But it's, it's about like, what do you want to be known for? You can be known for that. That's fine. But do you want to be known for empowering women? Do you want to be that person that when someone's like, hey, you know what? Like she's always building people up. Or do you want to be known for, hey, she's all, always tearing people down for a dollar? What are you willing to do for a dollar? What are you doing to sell the name that God has given you? And there's nothing that should be important enough in order for you to, in my opinion, to give up your blessing. Because I think when you're in that space, you're not creating space for blessing. You're not creating space to bring other people closer to Christ. I think it's it's literally almost like holding hands with the enemy and saying, hey, like, let's go and not saying I choose you, God. And I think that's where a lot of it comes from. And you know, most people are now willing to to do whatever to attack, to go against other women in order to have status and fame and all of those things. And all of that stuff is temporary. This life is temporary, right? And so the goal is, is that I want to live eternally with Jesus Christ. And there's nothing that I'm willing to do to forego me being a disciple and living eternally with Christ. And you know, that's interesting because truthfully speaking, and this is me being truthful and very transparent right now. All my life, I felt like I was in competition. Mm-hmm. Like I had to compete to do well when it came down to the the, the jobs that I had. Um, I felt like I had to always be competing with other people that I was, that I'm related to. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and just different things like that. And and truthfully speaking, back then, you know, my attitude and my mindset about it was, well, you're not going to get one up on me because yeah. I'm going to make sure that I'm you don't get, get one. Exactly. <laughs> that you don't get one up on me. And then at work, you know, the, the job that I had before, the one that I have now, I had started from the, the bottom and mm-hmm. I worked my way up. And I was the only female, black female, on the team, and I worked with all Caucasian men. Mm. All men. I was the only mm. woman on the team. And we had our first meeting, and I guess that's where they wanted to introduce me to the team. And you know, and I went in there with <laughs> with the mindset, okay, this is what I'm doing. Okay, okay. I, so I went in there and I basically let them know. I was like, you know, hey, I've never done this before, but I'm going to do my best. But because of how hard I am on myself to just 
be excellent in whatever I put my hands to. Mm -hmm. I just let them know. I said, look here. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to do this. And I'm going to learn how to do it so well that it makes the rest of y'all look bad. Don't take it personal. <laughs> it's just what I do for myself. Okay? And interestingly enough, that's exactly what happened. Mm. I learned it and learned it so well that they was trying to figure out how is she getting all these numbers and we all doing the same job and the rest of them can't even make the minimum. Right. And I just felt like, you know, when God has blessed you with the gift and talent, was he didn't give it to you for you to sit on it. He didn't give it to you for you to hide it. He gave it to you for other people. And so I used it in the context that probably wasn't politically correct back then. But at the same time, it was what it was. It was just, okay, you're not going to have one up on me. You're a man and I'm a woman, but I'm going to let you see that you are not better than me. That's the first thing. Secondly, you're not going to outdo me in this. Why? Because I'm going to work smarter not harder. And when I tell you that every time that I had a question, every time I needed to get a hold of the team lead, the manager wasn't never available, the team lead wasn't never available. And so I had to just trust God out Amen. there. That's right. With what he was giving me. I said, okay, so they're not available to me. That's fine. They don't matter. God, you're going to show me how to do this. And you're going to show me how to do this well. And it worked. It worked. And then some time passed where I wound up being the assistant manager. Then I became the manager mm -hmm. over the team. And I had three different teams that reported to me. And so it was just so interesting because the numbers never looked any better than they did when I when I was in and they told me all the time in the meetings I don't know what it is that you're doing out there but whatever it is keep doing it because it's working no and I it's think, just you know exactly what you're saying it's like it comes from this place where you let's be clear in, in a lot of situations a lot of jobs interviews whatever it is you go into it knowing I have to be a thousand times better than than the average. Like, you know that. And so I think, you know, having that spirit and that will to go in and say, I already know that we're not on a level playing field. So if you and I had the exact same resume, nothing was different. The expectation for me as a woman, for me as an African-American woman has completely shifted. And so when you have that drive and you have God already on your side, because I truly believe and it's something that I say all the time, like wherever God wants you to be, that's where you're going to be. You got to do the work. But at the same time, it's that as you order, he has ordered those steps and you walk in what he has ordered for you and you put in the work like you can't give anybody that much authority to say, hey, you can keep this for me. But God has already given me the perspective. He's already given me the thought. He's already given me the mindset to know, hey, this is what you're walking into. You're going to be in a room of all Caucasian men. You're going to be the only black woman. So, girl, I've been pouring into you year after year after year after year. And half of the stuff that I've been pouring into you, you haven't even had to use yet. But... When I put you in certain situations, I've already placed in you what you need for each individual situation. 
And that's why going into that situation that you were in, you were able to grow because you understood you had the mentality that you had to be better and you were willing to put in the work to to be better, to grow, and also to prove what you already knew God had already spoken to you through that situation already. Amen. Well, you know what? You probably absolutely correct with that one because, again, I stop apologizing for certain aspects of who I am and who he made me to be. And what I learned was, was that it wasn't me. It was the anointing in my life. Because anytime you go into a room, there should be, you should be the one that changes the temperature in the room. That's right. You shouldn't confine to what the temperature is already in the room. You should be the one that changed the thermostat. And so I just learned that, you know what? I don't have to conform or confine to the environment that I put myself in or I've walked into. It has to change, especially if it is not a good place, you know? And so God put me in a lot of different rooms where he wanted me to expose some things in those rooms. Mm-hmm. Now, and I had to learn to not apologize for the anointing that he gave me in my life because that was the thing that carried me. And that's the thing that has been carrying me. That's, that's the right. thing that's been protecting and covering me is the anointing in my life. So I can walk into a room full of women. I don't care what color she is. And I'm going to compliment if whatever. That's right. That's right. I'm not coming in there to compete with anybody that's sitting in the room. Amen. Amen. Because again, it's, you know, it's a waste of time. Like time is so precious. And anyone like who's around me, like I am... You know, it's not that I'm ever rushing time. I just don't like to waste time. And I feel like we waste so much time and we waste so much energy on focusing on other people, but not for the right reasons. You know, it's, you know, we're looking for a reason to catch someone, to bring someone down. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like if we just turn that energy into something positive and pour something into whoever it is in front of you, you know, and that's the thing that. You know, I challenge everyone, you know, that listens to this, everyone that's listening now. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, But I challenge everyone. It's like, you know, this week and moving forward, when you're in a room, make a decision like I'm going to go and empower someone. I'm going to go and say, hey, how was your day? I love your shoes. I love your shirt. And, And the thing about it is, is that we take so many of those little things for granted. But I promise you If you just make, just compliment people, just smile at people, say hello to people, the energy in being able to, like, we literally have the energy. And I always think about, like, we, most of us never really tap fully into, like, everything that God has put in us. Mm -hmm. But it's like, when you think about the energy that we have to shift, like, your energy in walking into a space can completely change and shift the room like Mm -hmm. that is powerful like it is it's so powerful and we don't even really think about it you know but we have the ability to walk into a room and shift how people feel 
And to me, that is so powerful. It's so impactful to say, man, I can walk into Starbucks. I can walk into the grocery store. I can walk into my home and shift the energy that is in my home. And maybe there's somebody who's been living in a household. Maybe it's negative. Maybe Mm -hmm. your husband or whoever's complaining, your kids aren't happy. But God has given you the ability to shift the feeling, the energy, the love in every single space that you get to enter. And I just challenge everyone to activate your energy and shift let's like shift some rooms this week that is the challenge it's like let's shift some rooms let's shift some spirits shift the energy because again it's that quote that says uh you are the energy that you bring into the space and it's like what energy are you bringing because we can shift the energy of our children of our husbands, of our boyfriends, of our parents, of our colleagues. We really have that power. And don't allow anyone to make you think that you don't because you do. You walked into that job that you just spoke of and you shifted the energy by your action. You shifted the energy by saying, I know what God has placed in me. Watch what God is going to do through me. And I just hope, you know, that everyone who is listening to us and who listens to this really understands what God has placed in you. Um, And you can be, like you said, it's like you can walk in and you can shift whatever narrative it is. You can be the thing that, hey, I'm going to walk in and this room is going to be filled with love. And I'm going to do everything that I can to love on the people here, to care for them, to encourage them, to empower them and to get out of this state that I feel like our country and our world has been in for so long, for too long. You are absolutely correct. And so, you know, I'm the Google queen. I Google everything. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Robin. Okay, we did not talk about this before. <laughs> listen, girl, but listen, I am the Google queen right behind you because I, <laughs> listen, I Google everything. I Google everybody. If somebody comes into my space, I'm like, I need to Google you first. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I Google, I Googled some things, you know, that I thought would be real pertinent to this conversation. Mm -hmm. And these are some attributes and qualities that I believe wholeheartedly that God gave women and he gave them to us for us to be able to use. The first thing was we are fit and healthy mentally and physically in order to be a light for others. You talked about that at the very beginning of this conversation. You talked about how we should be using what God gave us for somebody else. That's right. And so I thought it was interesting that, you know, to see that, that that impact and what kind of impact that could have on your sister or your cousin or your niece, your daughter, you know. Yes. To come, you know, generations to come, you know, what kind of impact that would have. Um, The other thing that he gave us that, you know, women seem tends to just be able to because we can multi we can multitask. We can do a lot of different things all at the same time. You know, we could be talking about homework over here with the kids and cooking over there. We done folded two loads of laundry. 
<laughs> you know, uh, and then your sister done called and you done had a conversation with all at the same time. Okay. All at the same time. All at the same time. So <laughs> we are ones that cannot lose heart. So the very help that we need might be as close as our nightstand, the Bible, right. God's word. That's right. That is where we get our replenishing from is Amen. his word, That's right. you know, and it's good to have a community of women or, you know, just a community in general. It don't have to just be women, but a community of people that, you know, have your back and not a community of people who agrees and says yes to everything that you say and do. That's right. Because there's no balance. Amen. And if they don't challenge you, what's the point? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. It's that, you know, you don't want, uh, you know, yes men or yes women around you. You know, people who truly care about you, they want you to be better. They want to see you grow. They want to see you evolve into who God's called you to be. So if you have people around you, yeah, that are just checking boxes with you that are okay with you, you're in a place where you're like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I know I shouldn't be living this way and they're okay with it. That's not your squad. That's not, those aren't your friends. Like, you know, you have to really get to a place to, like you said, to check who is in my circle and is this a God thing or is this a me thing? Because everybody that we think is for us, God never called to us. And a lot of times we choose people because it's comfortable, because mm. you make me feel good, because mm. I enjoy being around you. I have fun <laughs> when I'm around you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and the thing is, it's predictable. Like, girl, I already know if I hang out with you, we're going to do this. We're going to kick it. We're going to have fun. But are you growing? Are you evolving? Is this mm. person helping you get closer to Christ? Are they helping you activate your faith and who God has called you to be? Or are they just there to have fun? Listen, I am, anybody that's been around me, I love having fun. I'm going to Georgia in a week and we're going to have some fun. But the people that I am around, the people that I am connected to, I want to build you up. I want you to see, girl, God has put so much in you. And if I can just help bring it out a little bit and encourage you and shine a light on that, that is a blessing to me. But the people that are around you that are there just to have fun, they want to, you know, hang out. They want to turn up like that's cool. Everybody can have a turn up. But the, the friend that's one of that's the, you know, seven day turn up. That's that's not your squad. And I think that as women, too, we also have to be careful of that because I think, you know, we want to be there and encourage and empower. But at the same time, we want to be honest. We want to honor each other. And what better way to honor one another than with honesty? Right. Like that I can be I can honor you with honesty to say, hey, girl, like that's not a good look. God has called you to so much more. That guy that you're dating that's mistreating you, you can do better. That's not the type of relationship that God has called you to be in. That job that you're working, that's not where God called you to be. But you got to center yourself back. And like you said, we have to go to God. We have to pray. We have to read our Bible. We have to center ourselves with like-minded people. My mom always told us growing up, you are the company that you keep. And I know so many people, they're like, yeah, but I don't do that. Listen, 
the end of the day, it's like you are, what is the saying? I think the five closest people to you and around you is a reflection, is a reflection, a direct reflection of who you are and where you were trying to go and to be. And it's not about saying, hey, I'm better than you. But what God has called me to at this point in my life, this relationship is not serving that. I will pray for you. And girl, I will be here to even help you when you need me. But the relationship that we have that is not established in Christ, that's not helping me grow and get better in Christ, nor is it helping me bring other people to Christ, is not for me. And I have to walk away. Girl. Amen. (laughs) A to the man. A to the man in that order. Um, but you know, again, even in that, you know, community is important because, you know, my squad is, it's little, it's so little and, yes. and it's little for a reason. Why? Yep. Because for one, we ain't in competition with one another. That's Two, right. they going to challenge me in every kind of way. Even when they getting on my nerves, they challenging me. Yep. Three, I know that if I need them, they got me. That's right. And so, you know, I've, I've said this a many a times, you have to learn, you know, because every season is not for everybody that's in your life. Okay. That's right. <laughs> and so at the end of the day, are you a lesson or are you a blessing? Now, if you a lesson, let me learn it quick. Because I don't want to have to repeat that. That's if you right. a blessing, then okay, let me just, let's see how this is going to work here. Yep. And so another character tr- quality that God gave us, he gave us the power of prayer, a prayer warrior, mm-hmm. you know, and you think about the power of prayer and how it can change the direction of somebody else's life when you are covering and interceding and standing in the gap, you know, if you're doing more of that, then you have less time to say, I don't know who she thinks she is. She ain't the boss of me. Why does she think she better than me? Well, what does she have that I don't have? Okay. Well, Susie over here, I just don't understand why Susie just living her best life and I know Susie's story. So I use Susie all the time. Susie, I know Susie's story because Susie just saying, okay, but Lord, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold, hold, please. Yep. You know, and so, and Susie get a, a taste of a slight bit of amnesia about what God brought her from and brought her, you know, so Susie starts looking at you like, girl, you ain't did A, B, C, D, and E yet. And I'm looking back at her like, girl, since when do you get to say about A, B, C, D, and E? Because just two days ago, you was E, F, G, H, I, and J. Just two days ago, that's who you was. And now you want to look at me some kind of way like, what? Oh, did you forget what he brought you through? That's did right. you forget how you overcame? So my... It's not my job to come back and make you feel bad about where you are because I'm in a different place or I've been elevated. It's my job to come back and pull you up. That's right. Because we all all come out of something. Girl, (laughs) something. Something. Everybody has come out of something. And it's so funny you say that because I think that 
everybody's something is different and it doesn't matter what the something is like, you know, we want to compare, you know, that's the thing, you know, to me about sin, you know, that people sit in, it's like, just like you're talking about women competing and comparing, like we compare sin, like how are we out here comparing sin? You know what I mean? Like, well, at least I didn't do that, you know, but she did, you know, and like that. And honestly, I think that's how you get into this spiral because the thing about it is, is that so many people, cause you have to understand it. And I'm someone who wants to understand the root of stuff. You know, a lot of people, it's like we have these conversations and you're trying to understand things at the surface level. Cause it's like, okay, if you get to the root of that, like even the, the comparison of it, like where does that come from, right? It comes from guilt. It comes from shame. Mm-hmm. It comes from insecurity. Mm-hmm. It comes from a lack of belief in oneself. And so many other things. And it's like, man, if I can just meet you, and that's the thing, like, let me meet you where you are and accept people for where they are. Accept people for where they are because no one is at your level. And there's there are people who have, again, there's something, may have been yesterday, it could have been 20 years ago. It doesn't matter. But the thing about it is, like you said, it's our responsibility to pull somebody else up. Girl, I was there. I was there and it doesn't matter what your something looks like, girl. But when I have my something, like I was there, I understand like where you're coming from. What can I do from you? How can I pour into you? How can I help you? And sometimes helping someone is just kindness, simple kindness, (laughs) you know, and maybe it is saying, can I pray with you? Like you said, we have been given the gift of prayer. How can I pray for you? How can I be praying for you? How can I have my e-group or my women's group or my group of friends pray for you? And I think, you know, like you said, it's like it's getting to that place of connecting back to God and doing what we're called to do and taking myself out of it because it's never me. It's all God and it's for God and he gets the glory at the end of it all. So me being in a place of comparison is basically saying, hey, God, right now, I need to think about myself. I'm what matters and not you. And that's a harsh thing to say, but like that's what we're doing. And I think when you really sit down and you put into words what your actions are speaking to God, it really will shift your perspective and how you engage and treat other people um, in a completely different way. You are absolutely correct because in that there, God gives us wisdom. Mm-hmm. And with that yeah. wisdom, that can change the course of generations. So Amen. we ain't just talking about your sister over here today. We talking about generations. And I think what's going on with our young women today is the fact that it's too many of us that are in a place that are not leading by example. That's right. And we're not being the example. Mm -hmm. Why? Because they see us doing so many different things (laughs) and now they're doing it. And, you know, we looking like, okay, well, whose kid is that? That's right. But at the same, but, but again, you got to think about it. Then when you see mama and grandmama come along, cause see grandmamas is, they not like grandmamas no more. They like, they look like me. I'm a grandmother. You know what I'm saying? So they're younger. They're not like 
like my grandmother was or probably your grandmother was, you know, or whatever. Um, they're not, they don't look like that anymore. And so you don't know who's the mama. You don't know the difference between the kid and the mama. You don't know the difference in between because they all acting up and they all cutting up, right? And and at the end of the day, you looking at them like, okay, well now I understand why she behaves that way or why she does what she does because look at what her mom did. That's right. Look at look at what her auntie did when she came through here, you know. And so at the end of the day, um, a good support system has the ability to change the course of generations. And women are purpose driven. Amen. Purpose driven. God gave us that gift. No matter what she faces. No matter what. No matter. She's gonna still get back up. Even if she's been knocked down for a minute, she's gonna get back up and she's gonna to continue the course. Why? Because she knows what's at stake. She knows what's at hand. She knows so she's driven to keep getting. I have to honestly tell you and everyone else, I, if it had not been for my son and my daughter, I may not be here today. Mm. It was their life mm-hmm. that changed my life. Yeah. And they're grown and gone now. And so I'm, I'm learning how to love Robin. I'm learning how to, mm, that's beautiful. You know, see God the way, see God, see myself the way that God sees me and, mm-hmm. and, and, a play, and embracing where he has me at at this point in my life. If somebody had told me several years ago that I would be doing a podcast, I looked at them and told them, oh, if you don't go somewhere and sit down <laughs> with that, because I never imagined it. And this came out of a question from a really good friend of mine, because every time she says stuff, I just feel like I got to do it because she put it out there in the atmosphere. And so, you know, this was birth in this quarantine, this podcast was. And initially, God gave me so many different things to talk about, but I didn't know what he was going to do it. And this thing done just took a whole nother spin and it's yeah. in a whole different direction. And so, you know, God gave us an entrepreneur spirit, that Proverbs yeah. 31 woman, you know. That's right. Most women need to go and read that, that book, that chapter right there, Proverbs 31, because in it, it, it tells you and it speaks to everything that he gave to us as women. As women. That's right. And he, and I mean, it goes, and you know what was interesting about Proverbs 31? You would think that it was a man writing about a woman, but it wasn't. That's it right. was a, a letter from a woman to her son to her about son. the kind of woman he should be looking for. Amen. I, now, but it don't free the men now because women, y'all need to be looking for the same attributes in him that's right you know as well that's right and you know and that's the thing is that like you said it's the we have to look for those attributes and you know i think especially in relationship it's so easy to say you know you you got your list even if you ain't written a list you got a list in your head of like oh gosh like this is what 
I want want my guy to be like. And the thing is, is that at the end of the day, it's like, I'm going to be everything that I want. And then you need to match my fly. You oh. need to match like what God has put into me. You know what I mean? And I think sometimes as women, you know, like we are the prize, right? Like we are the prize. Right. I'm going to be everything that God is, has put in me, who God has called me to be. And then I am looking for that match or that mate who, like you said, who matches that Proverbs 31 woman. But at the end of the day, it's like, I've got to have that same love first for Mm -hmm. myself. I've got to love myself in the way that God has loved me so that I can even be open for the man that God has destined for me to be able to love me in that way. And I think that, you know, that's one of the big things about relationships um, is because it, Man has kind of twisted it into like what it should look like, what you should go after, what you should look for, and you know, all of those things. And at the end of the day, it's like you want something that is centered on God. You want the person that, you know, loves God way more than you do. And all of the the things that you just said about Proverbs 31, it's like, this is who I want to be, and this mm-hmm. is the man that I'm looking for. But she didn't, and that's the other thing, ladies. You don't become Proverbs 31 overnight. That's right. I believe that she has some issues and she has some struggles and all different kind of things that we tend to have as women, right? Now, my struggle might not be your struggle, but it doesn't mean that I don't have struggles. It doesn't mean that life is so perfect for me just because I'm smiling all the time. It just means that I've made an active decision to Mm. choose which way and which direction I'm going to walk that day. That's right. That's the only only thing that it means. It doesn't make me any better than you or the next person. It's just the decision, decision. the choice that I made for the day is the determining factor in what is going to be your day to day or what's going to be her day to day or what's going to be my day to day. It's a, it's a choice. And just like anything else, you have a choice. We can choose to love one another as women. We can choose to encourage other women. We can choose to let another woman shine. That's right. And back her up in her shining because it doesn't mean that God has forgotten about you. He is not a respecter of person. So what he done for you, that does not mean that he is not willing to do for me. It just means Amen. that I don't know what your sacrifice was. I don't know how long it took you to get to where you are right now and vice versa. Yep. So I'm how okay with you shining. You see what I'm saying? I'm okay right. with you shining and I'm okay with you know, telling you, you know, God bless you. If there's anything I can do to help you, I'm okay with doing that. Why? Because I'm starting to realize even all the more that when it's your season, when it's your time, the Bible speaks about that. Rejoice with those that are rejoicing, weep with those that are weeping. So when it's your turn, you're going to want somebody to be excited for you. You're going to want somebody that's willing to cry with you. You're going to want somebody that's going to be willing to hold your hand and walk with you and not talk about you. 
you know, and not put you down and not look the other way when you call. <laughs> because that's they don't right. want to hear about what drama you got going on today. And it's that's right. And it's like, and are you that person for somebody else? You know. And I think that's exactly what what you're saying. It, because at some point, we all have a need. You know, we're all we all have the need, like you said, to cry, to be happy, to be excited, or whatever it is. And we have to first be willing to be that for someone else. And to uplift and empower each other and encourage one another. And I think that, you know, once we, again, allow God to create the narrative of Mm -hmm. who he's called us to be, how he's called us to, to act. Um, You know, it's funny um, that, you know, I do the Fit Friday uh, videos Mm -hmm. and I was doing the, one of the videos was the busted challenge, right? It's, so I started the video, right? Mm-hmm. And if you if I could have showed you some of the the stuff in my DMs, like people were literally texting me, like sending me messages like, "Oh my gosh, like they watched it because they were like there's no way Tequila is going <laughs> to do." And listen, this is no offense to anybody that's done the Busted Challenge, but people were like there's no way she's going to do the Busted Challenge, right? And the thing about it is, is because it's like, okay, I have established myself, you know, as the encourager, the person that's uplifting people. And it's like, now she ain't going to turn this page and start twerking like on the light encouragement page. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so it's, it's one of these things that it's like, once you have, it's like, God is like, okay, this is who you are. You've established yourself in Christ. Like God's like, this is what I've called you to do. Just like your podcast. God has, you know, created this space for you he's giving you all these you know people to connect with and like you said different topics and stories to cover and all of that stuff and then it's like you know so you already God's already established it and so the reason I bring that story up is because it's like okay God's already established like what he's called me to do I don't need to go and do the busted challenge or do any of this other stuff because now it's about me and it's about attention right mm-hmm. it's about establishing myself outside of what god has called me to do and i think that that's the thing kind of with social media and with our world that we kind of get sometimes into this this spiral where it's like okay well i need to like jump in and i need to do this so that people will see me how they see this person or oh this person's got this many likes because they did this so now maybe i need to do that and it's like no i am okay with just being established as a woman of christ who will be the person that somebody can lean on they can cry on my shoulder we can laugh together we can have fun together and you know and that's how we have to be okay with establishing ourselves and that's how we continue to pour and like you said establish that legacy for our families and we establish legacy in christ you know as we continue to walk with one another and move forward amen and so a couple more things here um god has called us to be prophets you know, mm-hmm. he gives us wisdom, not just for ourselves, but for our households. That's right. Um, he called us to be lifesavers. We are we will fast and pray to get what we need from the Lord. When you Amen. need to hear a word for your child, when you need to, when you need God to move, you will turn that plate over. Yeah. 
Definitely. You will give a sac- you will you will sacrifice some things, you know, and that is just the ability, one of the other abilities that you and then the mother of humankind. So everything came through a woman. Started with Eve. That's right. The birth of Jesus came through Mary. And so I say that to say all of this here. We have so many unique attributes and characteristics as women. Mm-hmm. And we get to choose every day how we're going to use those attributes. That's right. That's so right. now, are you going to choose to be the one that's tailbearing? For another word, gossipers in the Bible, they're tailbearers, whatever. You know, you want to talk behind my back or whatever. Or are you going to choose to be the one that encourages and lift up even when things in your life ain't? Amen. Are you going to be there to encourage and lift somebody else up? And so, you know, Tequila, having you on today has been simply amazing because, like I said, you bring all this energy. Didn't know you was a cheerleader. That explains most (laughs) of that. So um, but you have just really hit on a lot of different things. And I pray that whoever hears this. You know, that they will get something out of our conversation here today, because honestly, we have the ability to set the tone, change the atmosphere and also change the course of how things go for other generations. And so I'm so grateful and so thankful for the connection with you, because honestly, it has just this here has sealed it right here. Um, and you are simply awesome and amazing. Oh, you are so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Um, thank you for our connection, our friendship, girl. And mostly thank you for your obedience. Thank you for saying yes to an idea that you're like, there is no way. But look, at, look what God is doing through you. You know, and that's that's really what it's about. And, you know, you've created a space for us to have conversation to create connection and to learn, you know, from one another and to grow with one another. And so I just appreciate you so, so much for having me. Thank you for this conversation. Every time you and I connect, I'm like, Robin, I could talk to you for forever. I literally could, but um, thank you so much for, like I said, for having me. Um, God bless you and everything that you um, are gonna continue to do. God's shining a light in you, through you, and on you, girlfriend. And I hope you see it. And I hope you just stay on the path, girl, um, and just keep shining. Well, thank you so much for that. But before I close out, I want to just let everyone know that if you haven't um, had a chance yet, the second edition of my book is at Amazon. You can order it. Um, It's broken. To be or not to be, that is the question. Also, this platform is now available on iHeartRadio, TuneIn Live, Google, Spotify, Breaker, Apple, of course. And I just want to just say again, thank you for my guests. Thank you for you all that just signed on to listen to us um, talk about how we can encourage one another as women. And I pray that it is enlightening. It is enriching. It is fruit bearing it, you know, just whatever it is that you, you got something out of it. And I pray that you all will share this with somebody else. Um, again, I'm your host, Robin. Thank you for tuning in. 
Um, catch us on Sunday because, yeah, I'm still spotlighting women for Women's History Month again. Tequila is doing big things. Um, if you haven't followed her on social media, you should. Because when I tell you she's doing so many awesome things on there. And her beautiful daughter is just a light in herself as well. And I'm just so grateful and so thankful for the love and the support. You guys have a blessed evening. Know that I'm praying for you. Peace and blessings to you.